Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us on the show today, we have Mr. Ashley Hawksworth of Stag Fitness coming to you from North Shields in the UK. Ashley, what's going on, man? How are you today? Fine. Yeah, really good. Getting better and better each day. All right. Excited to dig into the business side of this thing. I I always enjoy the the compare and contrast nature of talking to UK-based gyms and seeing how it looks compared to how we typically do things here in the States. Before we dig into the business side of this, Ashley, give us a little bit of context and background. What is stag fitness in your terminology? How do you describe this thing? So we describe it as uh, stag fitness. It, it kind of just fell into place. We were just looking for a big muscular animal, you know, that sort of thing, like a gorilla or a lion or something like that. Uh, a wolf or you know but um the there were gyms around here with with similar similar names and we thought there's a wolf down the road you know there was stuff like that and we just thought stag we just thought big stag but then it fell into place where if you take the letters s-t-a-g it's sta- uh, strength training and group fitness is that just, it just kind of fell into place. I do like that story as opposed to Ocha saying. So, yeah. yeah. So, so, strength training and group fitness, is, and that's at the heart of our business and the heart of what we sell and what we promote. Uh-huh. Okay. So, the acronym is a part of this as well as the analogy of something towards the animal kingdom, at least. Take us back a little bit, Ashley. Tell me about when and, and how this whole thing came about what was going on for you and, and what inspired the start of this gym so i am of i am a, a really good advocate of everything's going to happen for a reason something's just around the corner and if you are down here like i have been you don't think that way you don't if you don't think you're going to achieve that so a bit of backstory is me and my business partner, we were personal trainers uh, at, a, at a different gym, uh, just, a, just at a, a brand, you know, like a, a national gym, like a nationwide gym. And I left that. It was a bit, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't right for me. So I left to do something else, not fitness-based. And it transpired that I lost that job. I got another job. I lost that one through COVID, so I've been made redundant twice in 18 months within an eight span. And I got a message on Facebook, and it read, are you still in the fitness business? I have a potential opportunity for you. And I, well, I'll be honest, I didn't read it for a week because I was down here. I was, <laughs> I was low. And I thought, uh, yeah, so it left and read. So I eventually opened it, read it, and I was like, yes. Yeah, at that point, we need an opportunity. (laughs) Exactly, at that point, no one was hiring me for jobs. I was going for retail because that was my background. No one was hiring me. I even went to pizza delivery. No one was hiring me for that. It was was a 
wasn't getting anything whatsoever. Um, and yeah, this opportunity came along and it's been now 18 months and the business is just growing and growing and growing. And that's from one little Facebook message from a man who I worked with about 10, 15 years ago. And he gave me that opportunity to start this business, basically. But yeah, yeah when, you, when you're down low, you don't think it's going to happen. But no, but something work. went right in that time. And, <laughs> and in a short window of time, at least. But look back on that time so far, at least here, Ashley, as a couple of years under your belt as a gym owner now what's been what's been your favorite part about being a business owner and what's been the toughest part for you about being a business owner well the toughest part i'll say that first and we'll gloss over it All <laughs> right. is in in where we are based with in the 18 months we've been around we've had no help whatsoever no help off the council no help off other people who might be able to help like business advice or business help they've given not one single i'll tell you a story in a second about the best piece of advice we've got and that's in inverted commas the the what we wanted to start with we wanted a group or a family feeling a community so the stag fitness we've got a tagline of join the herd uh, it's an amazing it's the best tagline you'll ever hear um, and we want that we want that herd community we want that family feel and we are growing into that now and that so now with growing member base and a growing client base we've got that family feeling that community sense that we have strived to get for 18 months we're finally hitting that now so now is a really good place to be this is this is our happiest time or our our best time in business at the minute um yeah so our best time is right now because We've strived for so long to achieve what we're now achieving. So the the story, if you don't mind me, yeah, you mentioned on. a story. Please do. <laughs> if you don't mind me rambling on. So we had this we had this opportunity to do like a like a business networking event for a business growth sort of hub. So I went along. Um, leaflets in hand, business cards in hand, and was like, right, who do I give this to? Sat down at the table, networking, and I went with the with the um, need or the want to grow the business in the community. I, I sat down and I said, I really, really want to grow Stag Fitness as a name in the community. I also want to grow myself as a person of authority, so to speak, or I want to go on podcasts, such as somewhat Google, renowned, yeah, in in the space in the community. So if anyone hears fitness and nutrition, they come to me as an example. And the woman across uh, the table from me was getting all animated along with me, and was loving the conversation, and she said, "This was fantastic." You just need 
sort of that golden ticket opportunity where someone can sit down with you and help you. And I thought, well, I thought this was it. I thought yeah. that was what to do So she said, um, go on Facebook and like our page. And in 18 months, that's the only bit of business advice we've got off a of business growth hub. Perfect. Yeah. So we're set up. We're set up golden now. Okay. Thank you, random woman at an event. Got it. The kick is I went back to the gym. I opened Facebook, went on their page, and we already like it anyway. So I didn't even get to do it. Oh boy, he didn't even get the satisfaction. Okay, so not much in the way of of community assistance or guidance from anybody. This has been entirely. We'll figure it out on our own. Then. Let's let's pick your brain on that and, and see what yeah. kind of lessons we can learn here. Um, and, and so start us off. This has been, like you said, just about two years here of, of doing this. This is a fitness business. At the end of the day, we need customers. So from a marketing standpoint, what have you done to get people through the doors and, and even aware that the business exists? What's gone well for you and, and maybe what hasn't gone so well for you as well? Yeah, what's gone well is at the very start of this, so as soon as gyms in the UK could open up and be part of a group training facility is when we opened the door. So straight off the back of COVID, as soon as we could open the gym, we opened the gym. That's when we started. That's when the business started. And of course, the other, other sports clubs or other gyms weren't, quite open yet so we got a massive influx of people we got group after group after group and we got and we just grew and then the name spread and then our our ability to you know people always say that the clients or the members follow the coach or follow the the trainer and not the gym they would i've had the same client i've had one client for about five years and he's gone with me through various different things. So it's true, they do follow the trainer and follow the coach. But we then had more and more people grow. So that was, I think that was on the back of COVID. And, and as soon as people knew that we were open, they came to us. What, yeah. wasn't, what wasn't so good <laughs> is as soon as their, their sports clubs or their other gyms open a few of them dropped off and I'll, and I'll just and, and I'll just say that as an example we had we had two women and they were netballers so we are we are strength training with group fitness and they really enjoyed but we didn't give them their net their netballing you know uh, coaching or a chance to play netball as an example so we had a few we had a few of them maybe about 10 people like that um and then it and then it dwindled a bit and then you know winter stuff like that so it's the usual, it's the usual always stuff. something <laughs> yeah always something but yeah i mean to to grow we've we've used social media reviews that was going to be where my next question is has, has this been have you guys expanded online at least is that where people are finding you a lot of the time a lot but not not majorly with i'm still now messing about with a website two years on and it's not even finished and but there's there's a couple of links in there so you click a link and it 
goes to the form of uh, we do a free week. So you just fill out the form, you get a free week, there you're in. Hopefully with good return, uh, you want to come back. Yep. With, with good coaching or with good music or whatever, uh, people come back. Um, but yeah, it's been mainly it's been mainly social media. Like I said, with that with that story, we had a couple of leaflets and a couple of business cards, and and we've done that ourselves. We've not hired anyone. Again, no help whatsoever. We're not lying when we say we're, that. We're all. just trying to see what works and sticking with it if it does. Okay. So we went, yeah, we went round and posted a few leaflets and. I think I could count on one hand the amount of customers we got off that. We've done no advertising on social media, so I want to get that straight as well. Yep. No advertising whatsoever, it's just been picture, picture, video. Um, yeah, so social media has been quite good. But yeah, a lot of it's been a lot of it's been word word of mouth. Yeah. yeah. Is there a reason why you haven't advertised it yet? One big reason is because I'm banned from it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Okay. So, yeah, the biggest reason is, and again, this was this was the redundancy bit. And I've got, oh, I'm going to say I used to have shiny object syndrome. So what can make me, will make me money online? I'll pick that. That didn't work. What's the next bit? You know, so every little thing that I can try and do, I have tried before. And then, yeah, I've done adverts on social media and tried and failed, tried and failed a lot of times. And it was, lo and behold, a, a fitness advert that I put out and they banned me. Uh -huh. So not necessarily against it. We're somewhat in favor of it. We just don't have yeah. the ability to at this point. Huh. Just okay. which, is quite, which is sometimes quite funny when you get a, a marketing guy come down and go, you know, I can get you X amount of clients for this much. Yeah. All we need is Facebook marketing. <laughs> I bet you can. <laughs> I bet you can, but uh, if you try it, you can't. So, Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. So that's that, and and again, it's been a bit of a hurdle for us because if you look on Google, if you look on YouTube or Facebook, how to get more customers, how to get more clients through a gym, a lot of it is adverts, social media advertising, or or whatever. How do you do it without? And no one says that. No one says, well, this is how to do it. If your account's been banned on Facebook. <laughs> This certainly does present a challenge for you now. Huh. Okay. So far be it removed from the scope of this podcast to, to diagnose the intricacies of your Facebook ads, but we'll save that conversation for later. Take me yeah. to the next step here, Ashley. Tell me about uh, when somebody's interested, wherever they came from, it's a referral, they found your website, they walked in off the street, whatever it is. Yeah. What happens for that person to eventually sign up? You mentioned a free week, but what does that process actually entail to get them to become a member? Well, it's, it's that we feel is that, and again, this is, is there a right or wrong answer here, but we feel that the, what we want is the, the sense of community, the sense of family, the sense of 
home away from home. So it's it's little things we found that just these little things, little intricacies that that we present that big gym may not. So when people walk through the door, they're not just a number. We're we're essentially quite a small gym, so we can't get thousands and thousands of members pay up and not come. The people that come to us, members that come to us actually come to the gym. So we so when when someone walks through the door and it's their first time we just we just want them to feel welcome. We we it's it sounds quite small but we get to know their name. We know their name. We know their family. We know we know their their pain points. What are you in for today? Not a lot of it is or not everyone's ideal is six pack abs. It's it's mine, but it's not everyone's. So what are they in for today? Do you want a cup of tea? And we drink a lot of tea in Britain. But do you want a cup of tea? What do you want from us is the bigger thing. Not like we can do this, we can do this. If you sit over there, we'll give you this, this, this. It's right. What do you want from us? How can we help you? And it's not all just you know, take off them. Oh well, give us your money. This is your membership. Give us, give us this. Give us this. It's right. We're here for you. Yeah. Have a little sit down. Let's have a chat. And we... It's it's interesting in our space how things have come full circle like that. I think decades ago, fitness was more in the line of how can we, what can we do for you. Somewhere along the way, 90s, early 2000s, we got a little high pressure. We got a little too technical and, and trying to, to trick people out of whatever we can. And, and that probably continued into the early 2010s. But COVID was an interesting reset point for that. And I think a lot of gyms are going the way that you describe this as, okay, like, let's take a step back. Let's see how we can actually help people assuming that in the long run me helping them is going to help out our business as well yeah, we don't need to we don't need to sacrifice this long-term relationship just for short-term gain beyond that ashley hypothetically this person signs up we've got a new member what do you focus on to keep them a member for the long haul so that is the that is a, the million dollar question, isn't it? Just, That's why have. I'm asking you. <laughs> <laughs> well, like like we've said to, to other podcasts or maybe written it down somewhere, is we want our name to be said in five, ten years' time, or between eight to, eight to 12 years' time, we want our name still there. So we, if we bring someone in, we say we're not going to help you in eight to 12 weeks. We want that commitment from you. If we're going to give our commitment to you, we want the same commitment from you. So we have that talk with them and say, right, like you'll, you'll hear people, you'll hear a story like, um, like a bit off, like a 40 year old man saying, I used to be really fit when I was 20. Right, from 20 to now, what went wrong? It's taken 20 years to get to the level of you looking at yourself and thinking, I'm a bit overweight, I've got a couple of extra pounds to lose, I'm not happy in myself. 
So we are now not going to switch that mindset in eight weeks. It's taken you 20 years of bad habits, unhealthy eating. We're not going to then go eight weeks time. They are. You look amazing. Don't you agree? Yeah. It's going to be a long, long haul. And you do have to sit down with some clients and tell them that. But the the long haul is actually we've, we've hit upon an, a little bit of a niche or a niche depending on on where you're, <laughs> <laughs> on way on where you're talking so uh and our our niche is uh, strong man so seen you've seen the world's strongest man in, for us it's on new year's day i don't know where it is what time it's over there yeah but I've grown up with that for years and thought this would be amazing. This would be really good to try. Turns out I don't try it, but I let my business partner do all that. But we've we've hit on an on a on a niche there of the the, mem- the majority of the members are coming. We are one of the only gyms around our area to do that. So that would be really good. So to to hit upon a niche or a niche in your area that you're the only gym in your area or one of the only ones then yeah Yeah. for you guys that's that takes the form of strongman but i want to just kind of broaden that perspective and what can i provide that no one else can or no one else does right how can we differentiate ourselves so much that people know we are the place for X, Y, and Z, whatever that happens to be. For you guys, that's strong, man. Now, paint me a picture of the future here, Ashley. We've talked kind of a lot about how you got here and, and what the business looks like now, but where is this whole thing going? What's what's your vision for this as you as you progress forward? I think that's the vision for, for us. And again, it's evolved um, uh, as business evolves, as the market evolves as whatever i think you've got to for us at least i think we've got to we've got to stay fluid if we say this is us and we're never going to move out of this then but this is this is me talk like for us i think we'd be doing ourselves a disservice and and like i said that that guy that i've had for five years he's Hope he doesn't listen, but he's well, he won't mind. He's 60, 61 years old, and he's not a strong man, but he's followed me throughout. So we still get the, the regular gym goers, and we're not against them, obviously. But to stay true to the times, like my, my business partner Carl, he's on the strong man platforms, he's he's looking at them, looking at their social medias. And he noticed that it's growing and growing and growing. It's not just a show tucked away in, on New Year's Day anymore. I think he said that CrossFit Games might be implementing some strongman events. Yeah, there is some crossover yeah. now. So if a big company like that is is pushing, then we've got to just jump on that. And we never know. We'd, we'd like to say that we're going to continue growing and growing and continue this, but we never know if, if something else happens that we can then capitalize on and use the space wisely while still tra- staying true to our 
believes or our wants of the community feel. Yes. Why not? Why not give it a that's, go? That's such an important point here, Ashley, because are there, there's a never ending list of ways and projects and ideas that you can take action on. <laughs> All kinds of ways to make money in the industry of what we do. What do we choose to invest our time and our energy in that adds to what we do and doesn't necessarily take away from the experience of the people that we, that we serve? That's the, the second million dollar question of all of this and, and probably a pretty good place for us to start to wrap our conversation up. We're running a bit shy on time here, but I wanted to save a minute or two at least for you to tell people where they can learn more about Stag. What's the website? What's the social media? How can people connect with you? Yep, so uh, the website is thestagprinterturd.com and we're going to link the Facebook and the Instagram of Stag Fitness Strength Center. So on Facebook and Instagram, that's the place to go, or Stag Fitness PT, whichever. We'll, we'll put a couple of links your way. That is perfect. Actually, this has been a bunch of fun, man. I, I really appreciate right. your willingness to, to share and, and give us a look behind the screen of, of how this business functions. I'm excited for you guys moving into the future, because it sounds like we still have some plans and and a fire underneath us at least. So that's all the time we have, but I appreciate you joining us and, and I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch soon. As always, until next time. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah. Joining us on the show is Mike McCall, COO of Gold's Gym of the Carolinas. Mike, welcome to the show. How are you today? It's Mike Ritteni. Okay. <laughs> you want to start that over? Let's start over. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> yeah, Mike McCall. How do you spell Ritteni? Ritteni. It's R-A-T-T-E-N-N-I. That's weird. Okay, shout out Fernando. We'll get that fixed. <laughs> okay, sweet. Okay, start over. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is Mike Ritini, COO of Gold's Gym of the Carolinas. Mike, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm great, Hannah. How are you? I'm awesome. We're super excited to have you on here. Should be a really great episode. Um, but before we dive into everything, tell us about what brought you into the industry and how did you become the COO of Gold's Gym of the Carolinas? Uh, well, I mean, it goes pretty far back. I've been in the industry for now, uh, I believe, 26 years. Um, started at 17 years old uh, in high school, working out of a gym in uh, Gold's Gym in New York, Yonkers, New York. 
and uh, did that pretty much my whole life. I, I ventured out of the business maybe once for a very short period of time uh, as I was transitioning, going from the East Coast to the West Coast. And then I w- went back with gold uh, as an employee out there, uh, working for an outsourcing company that worked out of multiple gold's gyms. And uh, I've been with the brand pretty much ever since or working within the brand uh, from owning one of the largest outsource companies um, that did personal training for a lot of the gold gyms chains to then go into more of the brick and mortars and doing our own health clubs and our own brand and other fitness uh, kind of companies that we own that intertwine with our business now. So yeah, it's uh, I was a front desk guy, a cleaner, uh, personal trainer, system manager, manager, senior area district. Um, then I went through the whole ranks um, pretty much my whole career. So I understand the business well and, uh, my goal is to build at least uh, about 20 health clubs in the Carolina area, which we're almost halfway there already. Gotcha. Yeah. Fill us in on your reach now. What are the um, clubs that are operating now and what's in the works? Um, we are located pretty much in the Raleigh and, and Charlotte city area or in surrounding cities. Um, that is our reach and where we own majority of our area rights, where we've done six opening clubs right now. Uh, we have three coming up in 2023. And then I believe we'll do another four after that. And then uh, we own the South South Florida West rights, uh, which would we'll do another six health clubs there. And then hopefully as we grow and the company keeps uh, excelling, you know, acquisitions, you know, we want to get we want to get pretty big. So uh, we have a very unique model, I think, from what most people experienced with Gold's Gym in the past. Uh, the brand has changed tremendously since the new ownership brought it out of bankruptcy in 2020, as far as the corporate, not us. We never went bankrupt, thank God. Um, our gyms are good, uh, thriving. Uh, we're in great spots, locations. Um, some of our uh, gyms are takeover gyms that we were operating 20 years prior. Uh, some of our gyms are brand new buildups. Um, but they're all re-renovated. Uh, we put a lot of money back into it. Innovative qu- equipment that we put in our facilities, handpicked by by me. You know, as you guys can see, I'm a pro myself in the IFBB Pro League. So this is something I just sleep, breathe, eat <laughs> is fitness. So our our club's unique. Um, very, they're with the times with social media. You'll see a lot of leg equipment, you know, as you guys see with females, especially they want to work out and use strength equipment. They want uh, stronger, lower bodies. Um, we provide them some of the best leg equipment, glute, glute equipment in our facilities. We have posing and stretch rooms in our facilities. Uh, some of our facilities are more functional training, turf training, and we're actually going away from some of the group fitness uh, models from the past where, you know, people will do step and body pump, just a little more di- uh, different than most clubs. And uh, I think that's why we're excelling and we're changing with the times. The pandemic has taught us a lot. So, yeah, things are going good. And that's our reach. And our goal is, again, to just keep building, you know, keep opening clubs up for the next five, six years. Yeah, that's awesome. And I like what you mentioned there about how your club is clubs are different. You have a lot more leg equipment. You know, you've added those posing rooms, taking away some of the group classes. Um, so how much autonomy do you have in your clubs? Is it really like up to you what services that you offer? Is there some kind of, you know, brand? One thing about Gold's, they have, they, they've gotten more strict. When I was involved with the brand years ago, it's like they, they didn't really care what you did as much. Um, you kind of had some free reigns. It was more of a license fee, uh, even back in the late eighties, early nineties. And then a company <clears throat> which you uh, bought uh, actually owned Omni hotels 
Um, they actually bought golds from the Galliani's and tried to make it more of a hotel atmosphere, colors, and that didn't work. Um, and then this new group, RSG, who owns brands all over Europe, um, they, they have some really trendy brands in LA and Texas that have opened up called John Reed. Um, mm-hmm. They also own an, a high-end brand. It's almost like a lifetime and that they opened up in Beverly Hills. So the, the, the group is just different. You know, it's really exciting time to be a gold fit a gold gym owner for us. Um, and we've just, when you walk in, you see brick, you see timeline, you see history of bodybuilding. Um, <clears throat> we brought a lot of that classic, yeah, new age stuff back, old age stuff back, sorry. And it's, it's amazing when you walk into a club and, and kind of feel the atmosphere that it is right now in a golds versus what it was just 10 years ago. So it's, that's what we're focusing on as a brand. <clears throat> um, there's great operators now in, in this organization that has made us excited as franchisees to want to keep growing. So mm-hmm. in the past, it was really hard because we didn't know the direction corporate was going. They wanted more corporate stores, less franchisees. <clears throat> as a lot of people know, people were breaking off from Gold's uh, over the past 20 years doing their own brands and or changing to go to cheaper franchise fees or go into a low bottom line price like Planet or, you know, um, Crunch. Uh, so now it's a little different. You know, the offerings, the equipment, it's very unique. Um, I know Jim 80 is partnered with Golds and Golds Corp was a part of that. It's amazing equipment out of Germany. Uh, we use a lot of Arsenal Strength stuff in some of our health clubs, uh, Rogers, just unique things. You're not seeing the same life fitness and the same stuff you go into most brands like LA fitness and not to, they have their own niche, you know, they have a great price for a lot of offer too, but it's very unique uh, and different what you see in our clubs today. So it's, it's exciting time to be a Gold's gym owner. Yeah. I think that's awesome. That's a good point that you made about, you know, being at an exciting time. And I think that is something that's different about Gold's is it's, it feels kind of like a bodybuilder gym, but it is also, you know, recognizable across the country still, but you can still the get most that recognized middle. brand in the fitness yeah. industry today. Um, by far, there's nothing more recognizable than gold's gym brand. And, um, yeah, I think we're going to separate ourselves and uh, you know, the competitors will see what we're doing and catch on and maybe they'll start be, you know, be more diversified in their equipment. Um, but when you see some of, especially our corporate clubs in Texas, some of these clubs that were building in North Carolina, um, the California market with um, the guys, Angel Banos and them, they, they're they just bringing awesome clubs. I mean, just the amenities and the size and the offerings, you know, and sticking around at no hassle price. You know, we're, a lot of our clubs are going to like a zero enrollment. Um, corporate clubs are a month to month. Um, there's no sales pressure when you walk into the facilities. So we kind of adapted some of the Planet Fitness model without that cheap, cheap price. So you still get the service, the cleanliness. Um, I think obviously much better offerings and equipment and diversity um, and more amenities. So, you know, with that, you're, you're, and you're not paying a lifetime price, you know, a bigger price like that. Now we do, RSG has offerings for that now with John Reed and that's a hundred and something dollar plus club month. Um, but you walk in there, it's a, there's a live DJ, you know, there's, it's a different atmosphere. It feels like you're almost in a club. <laughs> so the demographics different. These, those are more high city urban area gyms, um, young professionals and our clubs where we build are more suburban Chapel Hill, 
Raleigh, Charlotte, um, smaller city areas, but thriving, growing, growing areas. I believe North Carolina is one of the best places to move today, uh, economy-wise and opportunity. Um, we're one of the fastest growing states in the United States right now in the top two. Uh, and some of our cities are listed as the fastest cities in America. So it's an exciting time to be in our franchise and also exciting time to do business in the state of North Carolina. Absolutely. Yeah, I think you're in a great place at a great time. Um, so yeah. how do you market to, to new clients and new members? How do you get people through the door? You're not going to believe this. I barely spend any money on marketing. Okay. Why is that? Why don't you have to? <laughs> it, it's a great question because not everybody, I think, adapts this philosophy, but I think they should as gym owners. Let the thousand couple people market for you instead of you spending thousands of dollars in marketing. And what I mean by that is more cleaners cleaner facilities, more sanitized, especially with the pandemic, you know, um, we've upped our budgets on all of our cleaning, almost doubled our budget this year on cleaning our facilities um, and making sure that our ratings were very in tune of what the customers are saying. Every morning I get up and I look at the value reports and I study what people are saying inside of my clubs. As soon as something's negative, we're addressing it. If it's positive, we're, we're thanking them. Um, that's, that's one thing I do. So, you know, more money invested in cleaning, um, more money invested in redoing things, adding new equipment. Um, every year we're adding equipment to our locations uh, on over and over and over again. And that that's something a lot of owners don't do. They'll charge a big maintenance fee and people don't see things happening. That's a big no-no. Um, they feel like they're being taken advantage of. We put money into our clubs every year and make sure that we're investing definitely back a certain percentage of revenue into the clubs. And so I think that's different than most owners. Um, so our marketing dollars goes into our facility and the experience versus spending tons of money on putting dollars in trying to go into ad space. Um, we, we do have our social media accounts. We post the changes that are coming into our clubs. Uh, we have people share stuff. We have ambassadors. That's one thing Gold's corporate, I think, has done great. Um, Simeon Panda is one of our main ambassadors uh, and some other big names, influential names in the social media world. And I think that's why our clubs are growing right now very fast. Our, our numbers are skyrocketing percentage-wise over the last three years since RSG Group has come in. And uh, you just you see a lot more going on. Um, and that really has to do with changing a no-hassle approach um, customer service approach when you join. Um, uh, again, a stern price, you know, say it's $44. I'm going to throw it out there, the average rate, uh, $44, but you're not going to pay a $200 enrollment. You know, you're not going to pay all these other extra fees. It's join, put your first month down, get in the facility, you know, and you can do that right online, easy at an iPad at the front desk. Um, so I think that's how, again, we have less people we have to spend going after, co-calling people, bothering them, you know, pounding the streets. Let your customer pound the streets. You know, let those people that are joining with that no hassle and having a great experience talk to their friends about the equipment, about the cleanliness, you know, about the friendliness. Uh, since we focused that direction, that has raised our numbers at least 30% since we've opened back up since 2020 um, and has been able, we've actually grown 150%, 200% as a company right after a pandemic, which most companies weren't able to do that. And again, it was taking advantage of owners that didn't do these things that I'm telling you about.
Yeah, definitely. I think that that's really great advice. Um, and I'm sure it shows in the clubs that you're putting money into the cleanliness and the equipment and your members are seeing where their money is going, where their dues are going. And I'm sure that that plays a huge role too. Um, and kind of getting into that, what's your strategies for retention? You know, how do you keep your, your members long-term? Just those things I said right there. Yeah. Uh, great staff, trained staff, um, making sure everyone's professional and uniform. People walk in um, and making sure we have when this, once they go past that front desk experience, because that's where we put more money. Our, our highest budget for a department is our front desk. Um, so we put more people up there and train more up at the front desk than we do in any other department. Um, our personal training also, we, we put a lot of emphasis on because that's a lot of one-on-one -on -one attention with the customer. And that is our retention tool as well, getting people in shape and making sure they're getting results and loving their trainer and not want to leave and paying our trainers more this year. That's another thing we changed. Uh, we actually upped it about 25%. We pay our trainers more. We don't want turnover. We know that a lot of trainers have figured out how to do this online training and stuff like that outside the gym since the pandemic. They've gotten you know, more, more diversified and a little smarter, I guess. Um, so we've had to change and adapt. You know, So to retain the member, you got to make sure that your clubs are operating, equipment's operating, the facility's clean, you're updating, uh, add and paint to certain areas, maybe every 90 days to six months. And when people see that, they don't want to leave. When people see good employees and they don't see turnover, they like going, it's like cheers. You know, everyone knows your name when you walk into a bar, right? I don't know if you remember that TV show from back in the day. You want your club to feel like that, especially if you're a part of a community. You want people to be like, I can't leave Gold's Gym. So how do you create that? You know, it's experience. Um, it's creating a culture inside of your club and creating habits that you want, positive habits you want your staff to have each day and holding them accountable to doing that. And when you do that, by listening to your, uh, you know, surveys, uh, watching your cameras when people aren't looking and making sure the facility's running right. And we have a lot of systems in place to monitor the quality of our success with our employment and facilities. Yeah, that's awesome. And something you said that stood out to me was, you know, the front desk, you put most of your money into the front desk employees. So what sets your front desk employees apart from, you know, other big box gyms, front desk people? Training. Okay. Yeah. Training, interviewing process. Like, don't just be like, take everyone you get. Sometimes if you need your best employee, which should be your manager or your front desk supervisor to take hours until you find those people, you got to have some people you pay up there. Um, so again, when you're not spending $10,000 a month in marketing, chasing people because you're putting maybe $10,000 into better staff, think, think of the experience you put up a sign. You're in a good location. People are going to walk in. People are going to see when you're a big brand name, like golds, we're going to come up in your search. People are going to think about this name. So we got to take advantage of that too. Um, you know, we're lucky to be gold's brand. Um, that's why we pay that franchise fee. Um, like planet, everyone knows planet. Everyone knows it's a low bottom line gym, no very low service, no classes, no daycare, no nothing. Uh, it's gym, uh, low weights, pizza on Fridays, right? <laughs> so everyone knows that about that brand. And I think everyone knows gold's is a higher, a little higher standard, but a serious brand. Um, but we want to make sure that people also understand we're very diversified. And that's where I think the message we're trying to get back to the, to the customer over the next couple of years is, you know, 
drilling that into their heads and showing the product. And the only way you can show is people coming in, sharing and loving your club. And we do push a lot of that. We monitor our social media every day. So as soon as we're tagged, we're letting the customer know they're important. We're resharing it. And uh, we stay on top of communicating with the members. Yeah, I think that goes a long way. Um, that's awesome. It sounds like, you know, Gold's is improving year after year and always doing better. But what do you think is like the biggest challenge that you're you're currently facing um, in your in your area of expertise? Like, is it, you know, opening new studios? Has that been a challenge or anything in the current jams? Um, I think the biggest challenge is not getting equipment enough for and enough time for me to grow, okay. <laughs> um, which is a good problem. But I mean, you know, finding good people is definitely where I think we take a lot of focus on. Um, again, it's harder to find really good trainers today. So we have to spend a lot of time in developing them, but that's it. I mean, I think we have good systems and good people up top. We have a very good executive team that's been in business for 20 years. Um, so, you know, I, I, I don't, to this, again, it took me 20 years to get to this point to say, I don't have many challenges. I've, I've experienced everything every other owner in the world has been in this industry 20 years. Um, you know, not understanding PT when I first opened up gyms to really knowing the personal training side of the business, never doing nutritional or retail because I didn't understand how to order. You know, I just knew how to open the gym, put the weights in and say hi, bye to, to members. That's how every owner starts. You know, some of us are gym rats. Some of us are just fitness addicts. Um, you, there's no blueprint to say, hey, you know, you got to just open it and you got to learn the industry. You got to keep yourself educated. Um, you got to go to these, you know, URSAs and club industry where you're seeing new stuff, new product. Um, social media is actually really lowered my traveling to some of those things because I see it all out there and I see what other companies, equipment companies, other gyms are doing. So we spend a lot of time researching, um, kind of like what you guys do. You know, when you're trying to do one of these, you research who you want to talk to and we research what we want to do to our clubs. I mean, it's it's just a lot of research um the challenges i guess is probably finding enough good space out there um i know the pandemic kind of opened up a lot for us and gave us some opportunities with good clubs that maybe just weren't managed right that went out of business we took advantage of that um we took a acquired some clubs that were operating it just needed money and needed more funding behind it but we saw the potential um and we took advantage of that uh so we've opened up new clubs from ground up. We've bought clubs that have closed down before and reopened them and we've bought existing clubs. So we try to take advantage of everything. So I think, again, I think the most hardest thing is just really developing and finding good quality employees today. It's changed. A lot of people work from home. There's a lot of jobs offering that. Uh, we don't, that's never going to be our model. So I think I think employment is number one, and then finding enough good space in a, in the right area, um, because real estate's not as cheap as people think it is right now. And with a gym, you get in a bad location with very high rent. A new gym opens across the street, you're fighting. So I think taking your time and, uh, and be patient and growing slowly with the right people, and finding the right location is probably the smartest thing you can do. I think my earlier years when I've failed at gym business a little, I'd say, I mean, there was clubs I had to close down. You know, I've been in this industry a long time. There's, there was brands I was with um, that I got away from 
because it wasn't the right model for my area um, or what I really believed in and was passionate about providing to the community. So it took me some time to figure that out. So I've had ups and downs like anyone, um, but I've listened, I've learned, um, and I've you know reached out to people that I knew were doing it better than me and studied that. And I think people got to be a little humble and do that more too. Yeah, really. I think that's really good advice. You know, learn from someone who's done it before so you can bypass some of those failures, even though some of them are necessary. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. From your peers. Um, but I'm curious, you are a busy person. You're CEO of, COO of Gold of the Carolinas. You have an online business. You're opening businesses constantly. How do you yeah. stay organized? How do you, you know, plan your day and stay disciplined and, and keep track of everything? Hannah, that's probably the hardest problem I have. Um, I think I do overwhelm myself a little with the four companies that we have. Um, so th that's a challenge. You know, I, I actually just told one of my uh, coworkers or someone that works for me that uh, I need an assistant. So <laughs> it's got to that point. Um, I, I work a lot. Um, I probably work, I have to work seven days a week. I mean, I have to pick up phones on Sunday, check emails, messages, social media, whatever it is, every, any way someone can get at me or some of my businesses are operating through, uh, I have to be in, I check it and stay on top of it. So I, I think I work more hours than I want, but you got to be willing to work the extra hours. I, I would never be where I'm at, you know, working 40 hours a week. It's not going to happen. Um, so it's not the same life for everybody, uh, but I'm, I think I'm a workaholic in some sense. Uh, but I do, I do also know how to have balance. I mean, I probably took, you know, 30 trips this year, um, but I'm working also while I'm enjoying life a little. Um, and when I mean trips, it could be more business and then it goes two days into personal or whatever. Um, you got to find a balance. You know, as much as I work, I still at some point going to find a balance, even if I have to take it during the week. Um, so I think doing that, um, having good employees around me, I mean, my right hand, left hand guy, these guys that are around me, uh, and, uh, I do have a, a corporate type assistant. Um, they're, they're always assisting me, um, it, you know, handing out executions of what we got to do on a daily basis for departments. And, um, so yeah, good support team is very, I, I would never be where I'm at. One, one thing I was talking about a guy yesterday, he said, I hate the word self or, or the phrase self-made millionaire. And I'm like, why? Uh, he said, because anyone, no one makes a million dollars on their own. Something or someone had to help them, right? And people that think that way, usually self-made, but maybe not making more than once, you know? And so I would never be where I'm at by myself. Um, I have such a good team underneath me. And I always, every day I'm looking for more talent. I'm looking for people who's going to be my next partner in a gym. Who do I make a partner to run a gym for me? Uh, who can I open a business with and give an opportunity to, uh, that I'd enjoy working with. Um, I think thinking like that instead of control freak and that you're without you, nothing works is a recipe for uh, failure. Yeah. I think that's really good advice. Yeah, I agree with the self self made comment. Yeah, no one. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Nobody made it. Yeah, you literally can't do it all by yourself. So I think that's good advice. You can think, I mean, I mean, maybe you get lucky investing and you got a tip in Bitcoin, but hey, the tip that was your help. You know, hey, I yeah. mean, there's always. I mean, yes, maybe you win the lottery, one out of a billion chance. Um, but the taxpayers so, made you because they yeah. that was their money. <laughs> if you say I'm a yeah, I'm a self made millionaire, I'm, I'm going to question that because uh, I think that that phrase is used a little too 
too lightly is or people just don't think you know that they're just thinking about themselves yeah absolutely i think that's a good perspective but before we wrap up here what would be your biggest piece of advice um to someone who wants to own their own gym wants to run their own business um a lot of our listeners are aspiring gym owners what would you say to them um if you could give them a piece of advice learn a business before you open a business you know you got to figure out whether you got to go you really want something and i would say start now if there are some young listeners listen to this go get a job at the front desk see if you even like being in a gym you know do you even work out you know i don't know why someone want to own a gym and they never trained or were passionate about being in a gym so make sure it's it's something that's your passion and your interest i don't think anyone should ever go into a business unless they have the education and they you know went to school to be a doctor but usually people that want to be doctors they love helping people you know, there's something a good doctor has had that passion or that desire, you know, so be passionate about what you're doing um, and be humble enough to learn at the bottom and work your way up. Because if you're really passionate about it, you'll move through a company quick. An owner will recognize your talent and give you an opportunity like myself. And uh, next thing you know, you're managing. Next thing you know, they, you can do manage three clubs. Just like myself, I was a manager. I was an area supervisor over three. I was a district manager over seven. I was a regional over 20 clubs. And then I worked myself up to a VP partnership and then made enough money where I was able to go off my own and be my own boss. So, and uh, if you can help people do that, I have a lot of guys that leave me, that work for me, underneath me and start their own businesses. That to me is what makes a successful I guess, operator, are, are you creating more businesses? Are you creating more employees um, and more opportunity for people? So take it slow, learn the business from ground up and be passionate about what you're picking that you're going to learn or it's you're not going to want to stay in it. Definitely, yeah, I think that's really good advice. So a lot of people want to rush into it and just be at the top like this and it's not going to be like that. It's really hard work. You know, That was me. Uh, I thought I, at 23 years old, I should be rich. Uh, little did I know, you know, it's, and I, I'll be honest with you, I got there quick. I'm not old. <laughs> so I got there qu a lot quicker than most people, but I've had a, you know, big upswing and a big dive down. I've been to the top and I've been to the bottom and I've been back up. So, uh, you know, you got to learn to make money. You got to learn how to lose money, you know, and, and that's, it sucks. And not a lot of people make it through that process right there. But if you listen to what I said before about taking it slow and being more patient than I ever was uh, and surrounding yourself with really good people uh, or people that can you can learn from, you'll you, be humble. You'll get there a lot quicker because I was an egotistical bastard myself. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you, Mike. That was really good. Um, and tell us, where can we find you? You know, what's your social media? Um, um, I have a, at executive coach one. I think it's executive underscore coach one is my Instagram. Um, you know, Unchained Physiques, uh, Unchained underscore Physiques is my is my team page for my prep clients that were one of the largest also uh, prep companies. And then you can step in any of the gold gyms in the Carolinas and our corporate clubs and you'll see me running from club to club and being in there with my staff. Um, Gold's Gym, uh, Chapel Hill, Gold's Gym, Huntersville, Lake Norman, Harrisburg, Burlington. Uh, that's just some of our clubs. So um, that's where you can find me mostly in North Carolina. Awesome. Yeah. Listeners out there, uh, make sure to check out executive underscore coach one on Instagram or Mike's physique competition team at unchained underscore physiques on Instagram. Thank you again, Mike, for being on the show today. 
Thanks, Hannah. It was great talking to you. Absolutely. To all of our listeners out there, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description and we'll be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Laureate's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Gym Lords podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining us on the show is Janae McLaughlin from Club Pilates in Utah. Welcome to the show, Janae. How are you doing today? Great. Thanks for having me. Of course, today. And, you know, I am very excited to have a conversation with you today about, you know, your three Club Pilates facilities in Utah. But before we dive into the business side of things, why don't you share with our listeners, you know, what was the inspiration behind becoming a, you know, like Club Pilates franchise owner? So I... I was a professional dancer and so ballet was my background and I found Pilates when I was 18, 19 um, and I fell in love with it. It's similar movement. It's controlled, fluid, um, beautiful movement. So I've been teaching Pilates, became certified in when I was 19. So back in, well, do I have to say that year? No, you don't have to. No. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Um, <laughs> So anyway, so basically I've done this for 24 years. So I, I love, love, love Pilates. And um, so I taught at boutique studios. I taught at gyms. I taught at universities. Um, and just Pilates is my passion. And so um, when an opportunity came about during the pandemic, um, we saw that Club Pilates was for sale. My husband has a background. He has an MBA. So he has a, a business background. He was in healthcare administration. So he's always wanted to own his own business and he didn't really care what the product was. And so when we saw it was Pilates, um, that was my passion. And then with his expertise, expertise it with his MBA, um, it's just a really perfect pairing for us to own the studios together. That's awesome. So it really started from a background of, you know, dancing, which, mm-hmm. you know, from my knowledge, like Pilates, you're, you know, working with your body in all different sorts of ways. So, I mean, it aligns really nicely with, you know, the Pilates and the dancing. So got certified at a younger age and then you decided, you know, during, you know, the COVID pandemic, Hey, let's get our own facilities here. Let's, let's get up and running. So, you know, so far in your tenure as a gym owner, how has your experience been, you know, what has been the best part 
of, you know, owning a franchise and what has been the most, you know, difficult part so far? Okay. Yeah. So the best part are, is the people, right? So you get to help people improve the quality of their life. Um, by in, in improving their um, facilities. So you help them get stronger and more range of motion, um, more confidence, more balance. Um, the, it, Pilates it becomes a lifestyle and it really is life-changing. Um, we, have, we have people share really intimate things like it's helped them get through cancer and um, you know other mental health issues. And so um, to help people improve the quality of their life through Pilates is just so rewarding. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like life changing. And then, and then you're just, you're bonded to these people forever. So I love that. Love, love, love that part of it. Mm -hmm. The most challenging part has been coming out of COVID. Yeah. So, um, so getting people feeling safe um, to come back to the studio, um, making sure that we're providing the sanitation um, that, you know, each piece of equipment is at least six feet apart, you know, so providing that safety where they feel like they can come and not expose themselves to anything that would be harmful um, mm -hmm. be because exercise really does increase your immunity and, and really benefits your whole body. So um, the hardest part was, um, was getting people back into the studio, I think, um, after COVID. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So obviously a lot of gym owners have experienced that same thing that, you know, you've gone through. So from your perspective, you know, having the hesitancy of the members coming back, what has that done on your end as the business owner? How has that affected the facilities? I think we just have to be mindful of each individual, we do our best. The the design of Club Pilates, each piece of equipment is already six feet, six feet apart. So that's yeah. already kind of, um, built into the studio um but just providing that um safety so if people do want to wear their masks we don't tell them they can't right yeah. so they we just provide a, a safe space for people to be themselves to exercise in a way that they feel comfortable um, providing modifications whether that's wearing a mask or mm -hmm. not providing tactile cues or you know so in pilates we like to provide you know placing hands on shoulders like where are your was your shoulder alignment and so if they don't want that if they don't feel safe we just make sure we provide more verbal cues mm -hmm. so just kind of uh, meeting the needs of each individual in, in a really personal way so that they feel safe mm -hmm. okay yeah so you know what have you done coming back from, you know, the 2020 COVID pandemic to, you know, get back to where maybe you once were before. Well, actually you opened up during 2020. So, I mean, you weren't there before. Um, so I guess, you know, what has been the biggest learning lesson through COVID for you as, you know, the business owner? Um, don't lose, don't lose hope. <laughs> People always need exercise. People always need to take care of the facility. If you don't have your health, you have nothing. Yep. So eventually um, they did come back. Right. Mm -hmm. So eventually we, you know, we gave their, their time and their space, but um, they got super tired of working out at home or um, not working out at all, or, you know, that COVID 30 pounds. And, you know, so eventually um, you, you just can't lose hope exercise is always going to be a modality for improving health and wellness. Mm -hmm. So, um, so just stay the course, I guess is kind of what I would tell people is don't, don't give up. Yeah. Just, just keep pushing through those hard times. Cause I mean, yeah. it's, it's life They're They're guaranteed to happen. Um, yeah. so, you know, with your facilities, why don't you give our listeners your elevator pitch and the services that you offer to our listeners? Okay. Well, Club Pilates is, um, is, is basically a reformer-based Pilates 
studio. Yeah. Uh, and Pilates, if you don't know, is a low impact total body workout that's safe for all bodies. Mm -hmm. So it focuses on um, anatomical alignment, it focuses on breath, control, fluidity, precision. So we have some Pilates principles mm -hmm. um, that keep the movement safe. Um, but it can be it can be for somebody who's never exercised before all the way to an Olympic athlete. So it really is um, a perfect way to maintain your facility to improve your quality of life or so that you can our motto is do Pilates do life, right? So you mm -hmm. can have a facility and you can go ski and bike and hike um, with it with a healthy body. At our studio, we offer reformer-based classes in different levels. So we have level one, which would be like a beginner, yeah. 1.5 intermediate, level two is more advanced, mm -hmm. which you have to get tested out for. Um, but you can progress within your um, your fitness goals if that's something that you'd like to do. Mm -hmm. We also offer different um, specialty classes. So we offer a TRX class and a ballet bar class. We offer a stretch class and a foam rolling class with the myofascial release. Um, so we don't just offer Pilates. If you want interval training, if you want cardio, we offer all of those things with Pilates principles. So um, it's a really fun way to keep your exercise regimen exciting, keep your muscles guessing, um, and you never, you never plateau. So with all those services, how many people are you guys serving right now? At each studio? We have around 430 members um, at our Layton location. I think the average Club Pilates studio has around 375 members. Yeah. So our Layton location is a really um, healthy um, territory. Mm -hmm. So it does does really well. Um, but each location is a little bit different. Uh, you know, our Park City location has a lot of transient folks that don't live there full time. So, mm. um, or a lot of drop-ins that are just visiting for the, the ski season. Um, mm. So we, we do offer memberships, but we also mm. offer drop-ins or hotel packages. Okay. Um, so yeah, so you don't have to commit to a monthly membership if you don't live there, right? So yep. we do offer um, different options for folks that are just temporary. So, you know, with where you are with the business right now, you know, what is the goal, let's just say January 6th, 2024, 12 months from now, what's that one goal that you guys are focusing on right now like to achieve? Keep following the recipe. So Club Pilates provides you with um, a structure to, to follow. So you, you attain a lead, you follow up with that lead. Mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a cadence that you follow. Um, we invite everyone to come try a free class to see the facility, to try the equipment. Yep. Sometimes just even looking at the equipment's intimidating, right? Mm -hmm. So just coming in, giving them that kind of that personal welcome, letting them feel it in their body, um, and then um, providing the fitness goals, meeting the fitness goals that, that are appropriate for them. So, so we call it the OMG. We mm -hmm. get to know their perceived obstacles. We suggest the membership that's right for them, and we we help them reach their fitness goals. Mm -hmm. So if if they are already super active and they hike and bike and run, maybe they just want to come once a week. We would only sell them, you know, four classes a month, as opposed to somebody that's just relying completely on Pilates. Um, we would maybe recommend coming in two or three times a week, which would be more of an unlimited membership. So we mm -hmm. get to know their fitness goals, yep. and then we match the membership to meet their goals. Does that make sense? That does make sense. Yep. Yeah. So it kind of sounds like the, you know, franchise or, you know, club Pilates, they give you a step-by-step -step roadmap yes. to success. Yeah. So what does that look like roughly? Obviously not like deep down, like every little detail, but 
you know, big picture, what does that look like as a club Pilates, you know, franchisee? So it's, it's acquire leads, convert the leads and maintain the leads, right? So get people that are interested. So we pay for advertising or we even do grassroots where you go into the community and you cross promote with other local businesses that are like, like-minded health and wellness folks. Um, and then you convert those members, right? You help them meet their fitness goals. And then you, it's called manage attrition, right? So you want to make sure they stay happy, provide retention activities each month, check in with them. How's your, how's your body feeling? Are you reaching your goals? What are your new goals? So, um, so maintaining them and, and keeping that attrition low would be the, would be the goal. Yeah. So it's, basically, you know, again, like a step-by-step process with each aspect of the business that's kind of like laid out for you to follow and to take action on. So, you know, you mentioned marketing, so let's dive into that first here. You know, what are you doing for, you know, marketing in the business? Well, we pay for social media marketing, right? So um, Instagram and Facebook, when we open a new studio, we do pay for Google. Um, Corporate offers um, part of our franchise fee, they pay for Google for us. Yeah. Um, but it's not at the studio level, it's more at the corporate. So if somebody's searching for a club Pilates, it'll show up in the Google search. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you can, you can really, um, they, they give you a kind of a sweet spot for how much you should, should spend on, yeah. on marketing. Um, but a lot, that's just half the recipe, right? So the other half is you got to get involved in the community. you got to go out there. We do pop-up tents at 5k runs. We do pop-up tents at, um, like craft fairs or, you know, local, local things. We also just partner with other businesses. So like a, a spa, we'll, we'll, we'll do like a social media giveaway yep. where we say, you know, if you tag a friend and check the link in our bio, you can enter our raffle and then you get four free classes this month at Club Pilates and you get a free massage at whatever the spa, you know? So, um, so we do paid marketing, but we also do local marketing where the GM is really responsible for getting involved in the community to, and the whole purpose of all of that is to generate leads. Yeah. Yeah. So it's mainly the two avenues. So the, you know, social media and the, you know, kind of like on the ground, yep. like stomping the pavement type yep. marketing. Yep. Um, so with the social media, is that mainly on Facebook, mainly on Instagram? I mean, there's so many platforms. What are you guys using? So those are the two that we pay for Instagram and Facebook, but then we also do our own. um, So I don't necessarily pay an an additional marketing fee, but we do TikTok. Um, We we participate in LinkedIn and my, my girls, my GM girls do um, Facebook reels, which has really been really popular. Um, We were just encouraged to participate in YouTube shorts. So anything that we can do to get, um seen mm-hmm. like maybe maybe you know our demographic maybe doesn't watch tiktok but maybe their kids do or their grandkids do yeah. so then you know so it's just about being um get, getting out there like maybe people are not sure what pilates is so we, we just want to make sure we're spreading the word in whatever capacity we can and we just choose all of those avenues so with the you know paid advertising how has you guys experience been so far i mean i hear so many stories of it going amazing and going completely terrible. So yeah. for you, how's your experience been? It's been both. We had the first marketing team we hired were awful. So yeah. um, you don't want your leads to be more than around 20 bucks per lead. And our first 
company was around 70 bucks a lead. So it was just really mm. cost prohibitive. So we changed marketing companies and I'm happy to share my marketing team's name if you want me to. Um, but he is phenomenal. And um, can I just say his name? Okay. <laughs> it's JL Marketing. His name's Justin Lyons. Um, and you just don't have to babysit him. He just, he's always working the algorithms. He's always playing with new content and coming up with new ideas. My leads are m maybe $9 a lead. Yeah. So, so he just really, I, I trust him. He, uh, we meet every week, but I, I don't have to babysit him. He just mm -hmm. is always on, Hey, this isn't working. And he gets like warnings if it gets even close to $20 a lead. So on average, I, I, I never anywhere near 20 bucks a lead. Um, and so it's really, really been, I, I highly recommend JL marketing. They, they really have done a phenomenal job. Yeah. And I'm happy to hear that on my end because, you know, I hear so many horror stories of these marketing agencies, you know, getting paid thousands of dollars and they're not doing anything for the businesses. So I'm yeah. glad to hear that. Um, yeah. So, you know, on average, let's just say per month, how many leads do you, you know, bring in from that marketing agency? Uh, over a hundred at each location. So um, the goal is to have just a minimum of a hundred, but it's well over that each month. So, um, and, and that's, that's why our studios are growing where yeah. you have to generate, it's like a funnel, right? So at the top of the funnel, you have to have a ton of leads. And then as they come down, like less and less convert, right? Mm -hmm. But if, if you don't have a big bunch at the top, then you're going to have a really narrow tunnel, right? So Justin provides me a really healthy group of interested um, and quality leads, that's important too. You got to make sure you're not just getting leads that would never even consider Pilates, right? Mm -hmm. So he he focuses the algorithms on folks that are our demographic. Yep. So the leads that he gives us are really quality and they convert and our businesses grow. Mm -hmm. So having a really healthy um, equal partner in marketing that you trust that actually yeah. does what they said they're going to do is what helps you grow your business as long as your team follows up with those leads. Yeah. So that was my next question. You know, how do you guys handle that many elites? Well, we have a, a general manager and that's, it's really her responsibility to make sure her team gets to all the leads. Okay. Um, and so we have priorities, right? So the day one leads, the people that show interest that day, we try to get to them as soon as possible. So within okay. the hour, um, because we live in a, in a world where our attention span is so short, right? So mm -hmm. if somebody shows interest, you get on that right, mm -hmm. right away. You don't wait. So their job is to get on it right away. And then if, you know, if they get a phone call going, which is ideal, because you want to have a conversation with these people to get their OMG, right? Their goals, yeah. membership. Um, then we ideally, we either sell the membership over the phone or we get them booked into a free class. Okay. And then from there, we, you know, we follow up. How was your free class? Would you like to come more often? And so um, we just, we, we make sure it's individualized, but we definitely follow up with those, with those leads that come in. Um, so that really is the general manager's responsibility mm. um, to make sure her team follows up. So the leads that have come in and shown interest, but never really um, committed. If they're really old leads, they aren't our priority. We stick yeah. to the high priority leads like day one, day three, day seven, you know, so those are our high priority leads. If they're day 30 or 45, we will get to them eventually, but, um, but we don't, they're not our highest priority. So you mentioned, you know, teams under general managers. So it sounds like you guys have like sales teams yep. for each location. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they, their job, the, the front desk girls are, are they're really sales associates, right? So yeah. their job is to connect with the people that are coming in on a, on a personal level, like not just here, I'm here to collect your money, but 
how, you know, why are you interested in Pilates and how did you find us and what are your goals and, and, and really connect on it. If you don't connect, right, they're, they're not going to, they don't trust you and they're not going to yeah. follow through with your suggestions, right? Mm -hmm. So building rapport from like first impressions really does set the, the tone for mm -hmm. whether or not that lead's going to kind of convert. So um, we just, we really focus on phone calls and follow-up phone calls, not just text, right? Cause you don't, you lose a lot of tonality and you don't connect. Mm -hmm. So um, sure we live in a world that likes to text and, and there are those people that will only text you, but our goal is to have more phone calls and connect with people and build rapport over the phone. Mm -hmm. And that is, you know, not a lot of people like to do the phone calls cause it's uncomfortable and you have to, you know, talk to someone else, but I'm glad to hear that you guys are, you know, pushing the employees to call the prospects and get them on the phone, hear their tonality, hear their voice. Um, yes. And sometimes when you ask, Hey, what's your goal? You just listen for about 30 minutes. Cause they really are just like, you know, they're, they're probably in a place where they are frustrated. Right. And they yeah. just, they need help. Right. Ask so a question just, and be quiet. Yes. Just listen. And, and, and it ends up being a really fun experience. Yeah. So you mentioned that you have around 300 leads per month across all three locations. So, and also you have sales teams there. So on average, you know, how many people come into the facilities out of those 300? The conversion percentage? Yeah. Um, let's see. So, um, it's called, we, we call it laser. So, okay. um, the, so the leads is the L for the laser. Yep. A is appointment. So how many out of those laser book an appointment? Yep. As the show rate, right? So how many people participate and sh actually show up for the, the free class? Mm -hmm. um, e is enrollment or, or the people that convert to members. And then we want retention and um, we want to make sure that, so the R is just keeping those members, right? Yeah. So making sure we retain them. Um, so, you know, if I were to tell you the percentages, I think we want like an 80% show rate from the people that we book. And then of the show rate, maybe 50% convert. Um, if you get higher than that, you're doing pretty darn good. Mm -hmm. So, um, so, so that's kind of this, those are the goals is to have, so that the challenge too, is to get an 80% show rate, right? So mm -hmm. people, but it's a free class. So sometimes the commitment is, it's not there. So we have, um, a program for that where we give them an, an, a, a 24 hour reminder, a one hour reminder, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes we provide incentives. Hey, if you come, you get a free prize. Um, so getting them to show up is is the first obstacle, right? Yeah, yeah. And then once they're there, usually Pilates sells itself. So we're we're happy at a 50% conversion rate, but we, we're usually higher than that. Yeah. So, you know, on average, how many people do you, you know, sign up per month on average? Well, it's crazy. So each month is different. Um, but during uh, our November month, which is kind of our Black Friday deal, we had yep. 50 new members in, in just one location. 50 or 15? five zero okay yeah okay. which is a really 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 great month so um yeah every month we grow uh, maybe not by 50 mm -hmm. but um but when you provide the right incentives which typically come from corporate they, they let us know hey this is a great time to have a, a discount and this is what it looks like mm -hmm. um the only challenge with providing discounts is um, after their commitment there we, we ask for a 90-day commitment mm -hmm. sometimes after that commitment there's a higher attrition rate right so because then the price goes up so within that 90 days we try to help them come we check in with them all the time are you taking classes are you feeling the changes in your body so that at that point after those 90 days they're they're converted like they, this mm -hmm. is their lifestyle you know so we want to make sure we don't just 
sign up a member and never talk to them, right? Yeah. So yeah. you have to make sure you're checking in with them and make sure the app is working, they're able to book classes. And if they have questions, we're there for them. Mm -hmm. So that after that 90 day commitment that they, um, they don't leave us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it sounds like you guys are doing pretty solid. So, you know, just out of curiosity, what do you think is the, you know, biggest bottleneck that you've experienced so far that has kept you guys from getting to that next level of business, whatever that may be for, you know, you as a gym owner? What, what, what are you asking me? Like, what, what's a bottleneck? What do you mean? Bottleneck meaning biggest challenge, you know, like to going forward. Level. Yeah. To get to that next level of business, whatever that may be. Um, well, we just need to open our other territories. Okay. <laughs> that's, our, that's our next challenge is having the bandwidth to open three more studios. Right. So yeah. um, my business partner, my husband is the one that handles all the um, permits and building details. And mm. so that, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to open new locations and we have three in the works, right? So that would be our biggest challenge moving forward is getting a, a retail space that is a prime location and then actually building it out. There's a lot that goes into building a studio. Mm. Yeah. So for our listeners, you know, who want to open a facility soon, you know, what about that makes it a challenge like what specifically um you just have to be persistent so you have to have um you've got to be the squeaky wheel right so mm -hmm. um as far as lending goes you've got to find the right lender that wants to work with a boutique fitness studio mm -hmm. um which corporate can provide you some suggestions of who to go to yep. um and then also you know following there's a lot of even just even within the financing realm there's a lot of paperwork and um, you have to show your worth and, you know, so there's a lot of, there, there's a lot that goes into just getting the finances to open yep. a business. Right. And then once you get that, then you have to find a location that makes sense. Right. So the corporate team kind of points you in the direction that, Hey, this is the area, um, that has the demographics that would meet your studio's needs. Right. So you don't want to go to, um, a really, gross part of town, right? <laughs> you're not going to get say it nicely. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so finding the right location and then negotiating a lease, which takes a lot of back and forth. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the steps are, are long. Yeah. And so again, it's, it's just like, don't lose sight of the big picture, right? The goal is to open these things and um, it's not going to be easy. There's always setbacks when we opened our park city location, there were things out of our control, the, the fire panel, um, kept failing, right? So we were supposed to open in January. We had to delay for two months, which was really frustrating because we had people signed up for all of our intro classes, right? Oh, so wow. they, yeah. um, so there's just some things that are out of your control mm -hmm. and you just have to take a deep breath and realize it's all going to work out. It's all going to be okay, but you kind of have to be um, self-motivated in other words, because mm -hmm. nobody's going to hold your hand. It's up to you and you alone to get this done. Mm -hmm. So having a business partner that really is there for you is, is how I do it. Mm -hmm. I, I know the Pilates part way more than I know how to. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know more about the fitness professional side yes. of Pilates and actually, you know, running it all. So it really helps yeah. to have that, you know, partnership there in a way yeah. to always like keep a you business aligned. mind. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Business like mind somebody. with a, yeah. Business mind with a creative mind. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So she is really, it is a good pairing for sure. But when it comes down to the numbers and crunching and all of that stuff, I just hand it all off to him. <laughs> yeah, that is his job at the end of the day. Yes. Yes. Um, 
but yeah, Janae, you know, go back a few years ago when you were a new gym owner, you know, what is that one piece of advice that you give to someone who's not a gym owner yet, you know, going into this venture of gym, like gym ownership? I just, I would just say, follow your passion. If you love what you do, you'll never work a day of your life. Right. So I get to, I get to go and do what I love and help people and it's joyful. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you have a passion for any sort of gym environment, right. Whether it's a boutique fitness studio, whether it's personal training, whether it's CrossFit, whatever, whatever your love is, um, if you love it, let that passion like drive you, right? Yeah. So don't let all the all that because there's going to be plenty of obstacles, whether it's a pandemic, mm -hmm. right? Or if it's, if it's finances, or if it's not having the business acumen you need. I I would also say um, reach out and ask for help, right? So that's why I love Club Pilates. I love having a corporate team. They meet with my GMs on the regular, so it's not all on me to figure it all out. So I have a corporate team that I can lean on that are really there for me like every week. So, so ask for help, but don't be afraid to just lean in and follow your passion. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I love that Janae. So thank you for sharing that. And it does look like we are running short on time here, but before we hop off of the podcast, why don't you share your social medias and your website, you know, website with your location. So our uh, listeners can find you. Okay, so which location do you want? <laughs> All of them. All of them. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, so do you like the www thing or what do you want me to say? Sure. Just, I mean, www.clubpilates slash, you know, bountiful locations, whatever works. Okay. Let me go. Let me go get it because I don't have it memorized. I probably <laughs> should, right? Okay. So our latent location is... I'm opening it really quickly. Sorry. You're good. You're good. It's uh, clubpilates.com slash Layton. And then there's clubpilates.com slash Bountiful and clubpilates.com slash Park City. And then you'll open our Ogden location, clubpilates.com slash Ogden. So it's not open yet, but you can go to the other three locations. Coming soon. Exactly. Coming In the soon. spring. Yes. So what's your uh, Instagram? Um, <laughs> let me go get it. <laughs> I have so many. Um, oh, just Club Pilates Layton, Club Pilates Bountiful, Club Pilates Park City. Okay, cool. This is all one big word. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Well, Janae, thank you for sharing those. And I want to thank you, you know, personally here for hopping on the podcast today. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thanks, Joseph. Of course. Okay. And, to, and to everyone else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about our future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your gym model, Click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.